I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 20. You can be right, or you can be happy. The choice is yours. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of Let It Glow. Every time I sit in front of this microphone, I get a little bit giddy. I just imagine that I'm sitting in the kitchen with you, chatting away. I hope you feel my love and excitement and sharing how you can design a radiant life. The topic we'll be discussing will help you do just that. So let me start with a question. Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? Sometimes you have to choose between them. Which is more important to you? Let that sit for a moment. It is fascinating how often this pops up in our life when you really start paying attention. One of my favorite quotes by Lao Tzu touches on this beautifully. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. I'll first start off with an experience that happened not too long ago with my hubby and I. We're in Dubrovnik, Croatia. We had just finished a Mediterranean cruise with my mom and siblings celebrating my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. So of course, I saw a little window of opportunity to take another little adventure So I did. We added on this little extra stop in Europe. And so, as you've probably guessed by now, I'm a little bit of an adventure girl. But sometimes I get in over my head. And this was one of those times. On our second day on the trip, I signed us up for kayaking, biking, and exploring the islands near Dubrovnik. You can only reach these islands by boat, so there's no cars on these islands. So it sounds pretty dreamy, right? But what I didn't know when I was signing us up, that we'd be kayaking from one island to the other in the middle of the Adriatic Ocean. (laughs) What I had had imagined was exploring like little caves and inlets. I didn't really think of it as being our mode of transportation. And once we were kind of going, there was really not much that we could, could do. We had to just keep going. And mind you, before this, Talon had hurt his elbow. So he went into this with a hurt elbow, and their waters are pretty rough that day. And we were on the same kayak, so it really took some serious teamwork to pull it off. And when I say teamwork, what I really mean is Talon doing most of the work with me cheering him on. When we made it to the other island, we were welcomed with two shiny bikes. Imagine Talon's excitement. He was a good sport but I was definitely testing his love for me. So we took a long bike ride on this very hilly island. And when it was all said and done, we were exhausted. Now, mind you, we got over on the kayak and we were supposed to be taking the kayak back to the other island. But it was then that we made an executive decision that we were going to take the ferry back and send the kayaks with our guide It was one of our best decisions of the trip. 
And the good news is that we didn't get cranky with each other and we ended up having a really memorable day. I could tell you countless stories when it didn't go this way, when it went south, but trust me, it's never worth it. Talon had plenty of opportunities to make me wrong, but he didn't. And this is an example of when he could have been right over being happy. He could have chose that over being happy. It actually became one of our funniest memories of the trip. And really, it's a choice that we're faced with, not just on trips, but in everyday life, how we're going to handle things when there's a conflict or when we believe that someone is wrong and that we are right. But really, we need to avoid this trap of being right. And I have fallen into it many times. I just got back from a conference in California and I was gone for three days. And when I left my house, it was very clean and organized. So if I could think of the exact words to describe the condition of our house when I returned, it would be just the opposite of that. In short, it was a disaster. It's really incredible what can happen in three short days. And now there was a time when I would have probably become very unraveled with this. But I've learned a lot and I really, really believe and I know that it's not worth it. So I chose to be happy and grateful that I had the opportunity to go out of town and that Talon took care of the kids, not the house. (laughs) But he really did allow me to go and do what I needed to do. And he made it very easy for me. And so I chose not to focus on the mess and all of that that implies. So I could have found that justification and being right about it. But to what end? We ended up tag teaming and getting the house back in order without any unnecessary drama. So again, I ask you, what's more important, to be right or to be happy? There's an article in Psychology Today. It talks about the why behind the need to be right. And one way in which our beliefs and feelings of inferiority are disguised are through this whole defense mechanism of reaction and formation. And what reaction formation is, is it protects us against two painful thoughts and feelings by turning them into their opposites. So for example, presenting an attitude of arrogance to compensate for underlying feelings of inadequacy. I'm not less than others because I'm better than others. This occurs anytime we judge others in a negative way. We're implicitly putting them down, making them inferior, and by comparison, elevating the way that we see ourselves by the virtue of being better than or superior to them in a given circumstance, related to a particular quality or in general. So for someone who is emotionally attached to this need to be right, all the other perspectives, ideas, suggestions, and actions must be wrong. The need to be right convinces him or her of the correctness of his or her approach, while attachment to this end serves to justify the means used to facilitate it. When this dynamic is acted out, it creates suffering for those in its wake, most often partners and family members, including children. It's important to really consider what your desired outcome is when faced with disagreements. Control and the need to be right go hand in hand. I can remember being newlyweds and I just didn't get it. I mentioned before, but I was a bit of a control freak. Yep, but I felt so validated and right in my need to control. Tal and I were both working full-time and going to school, so money was tight. But when Tal and I were dating, his love language was giving flowers, and I loved it right back. 
But fast forward to bills, marriage, real life, that just all changed for me. I remember the first time he gave me a dozen roses after we were married, I was not a happy camper. It seemed so frivolous to me. I told him the next time one rose would be sufficient. I had zero gratitude and said just contempt for his desire to do something kind and thoughtful. And it was just really confusing because, you know, prior to us being married, I gave him a very different reaction. And really, why get in an argument over roses? The truth is, it's, it wasn't about the roses. It's never about the thing we are arguing about. It goes back to the need to be right and to be in control. So listen up to one of the most important lessons I've learned along the way. Control and connection cannot coexist. I'm going to repeat this again. Control and connection cannot coexist. Ladies, choose connection. It's so much more rewarding. Control may get you what you want for the time being, but there is always a price, and most often it's the connection with the ones you love. Okay, I can't move on from this this topic without telling you a quick story about my first birthday celebration with Talon after we were newly married. So I grew up in a large family, and there was just this kind of routine that we had that my mom would go in and check out the menu before we all came into the restaurant. That was just what we did. I didn't think anything of it. And since we were young and newly married, price was a thing. So I don't know if you remember Bobby McGee's, if you grew up in Mesa, the area that I grew up in. It was this really fun restaurant. They dressed up, and it was just a really cool place to go. And that's where I wanted to celebrate my first birthday. But prior to this, I never bought myself a meal there, so I really didn't pay attention or know what the prices were. So I decided that I would go in first, check out the price, and then come back and tell Talon if it was a go or not. And he did not like this plan. Apparently, his mom did not do this when they were growing up because he said, if we go in there to check the price, we're staying. We're not going to go in and then leave and then come back again. That's embarrassing. Well, I didn't understand the whole what the big deal was. And really, both of us were so fixated on being right that we ended up just leaving altogether and going home. So my first birthday dinner was spent sitting in my apartment, him in one room, me sulking in the other room. Eventually, we were able to kind of make up a little bit, and it was later in the evening, and there was only one place opened around us, and that was Denny's. Oh my goodness. If you know me very well, you know that that is not a place I would ever choose to go unless it was a circumstance like this. So we spent my first birthday celebration eating a dry cheeseburger and a dry grilled cheese sandwich. And why did this happen? Because we were more focused on being right than being happy. It was about control. So the punishment for us was eating at Denny's. We both suffered and it was at the expense of our marriage. One of my favorite quotes of all time is by Thomas S. Monson. And clearly I didn't either know of it or he hadn't said it yet back in the day when I was a newlywed. But it is never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. This goes through my mind often, especially when dealing with my children. If you are a parent, you get it. This is not a job for the faint of heart. I am faced daily with the choice of being right or being happy. And when I choose the first option and I lose my patience, not only am I not happy, but neither are my children. Nobody wins. 
We've all heard the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. There's something to be said about that. So just take a moment and think of a situation where you fell in the trap of being right, angry, or that you lost your patience with your children. How did it make you feel? How do you think it made them feel? And how did it work out for you? Usually not in our best interest, right? So just recently, I received an email from Griffin's Highland High School vice principal that he was at risk of not graduating. Apparently, he wasn't passing clay. My immediate reaction was not good. How can he be failing clay? So I instantly got on the phone. I texted, I called, I texted, I called, getting more frustrated by the minute. In the meantime, since he wasn't answering my call, I called the high school vice principal who had sent the email and I got a voicemail. Now my blood was really starting to boil. Can any of you relate? Well, as it turns out, Griffin was working out and didn't return my call till about 45 minutes to an hour later. When I finally talked to him, I snapped. How on earth are you failing Clay? Are you kidding me? Or something like that. I was not happy. And I definitely chose the being right and inserting my rightness in this moment. Well, as it turns out, Griffin owed a fee for Clay, and that was why he was at risk of failing the class. They could have noted that on the email and saved me a lot of headache. He had actually paid the fee at that point, and so it was kind of a non-issue. It just hadn't been put into the system yet. So basically, I tortured myself needlessly for a solid hour. Now, In my prior podcast, Perception is Not Reality, I discussed a really cool tool called the DIG. So I'd suggest that you go back and listen or re-listen to this because this tool, which clearly I didn't use in that exact moment, but I went back and worked through it, will help us avoid conflict and disconnect. And the way that we do this is to challenge our thoughts and shift them so that we react and feel differently to conflict or to a situation that is not working. It is vital that we keep our eye on the ball. And what is that? If the desired outcome is to connect and to have more love for someone, that should be your desired outcome. That should be what our focus is. Do you want conflict, control, and disconnect? Or do you want happiness and connection? Now I want you to think about a situation where you chose happiness over conflict and being right. Now think about how that made you feel. And how do you think it made the other person feel? I am confident it was better all around for both of you when you chose happiness over being right. Let that instant be your guide. Now if you're human, You've been on all sides of this. The choice is always yours how you respond. Remember, you always have the option to be right or to be happy, but choose wisely because you'll have to live with the consequences. Thanks for tuning in and until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.